Packers in the house tonight. How many of you, well, I'll let you, I'll let you sit down. <laughs> How many of you came to receive healing tonight? Let me see your hand if you came to receive healing. I want you to notice I didn't ask if you came to be prayed for. If, you, if, you, if that's what you came for, then that's what you get. If you came to receive your healing, you will receive your healing. Amen. Amen. You know, in Acts 14, 8, I'm going to start with that scripture. I'm going to read some more. You that have come to receive healing, and everybody else too, I want you to pay particular attention to what I say, because what I say will determine whether you receive your healing or not. All right? In Romans... I mean, Acts 14, verse 8. And in Lystra, a man, certain man, without strength in his feet, was setting a cripple from his mother's womb, who had never walked. This man heard Paul speak, Paul observing him intently, seeing that he had faith to be healed, said to him in a loud voice, Stand up straight on your feet. And he leaped and walked. Now, I want you to notice something here. It's very important. It said this man had never walked. He was a cripple from the time he was born. It said he heard Paul speak. And then Paul, say, seeing that he had faith to be healed, but he wasn't healed. He was still a cripple. Romans ten seventeen says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word. He heard Paul speak. That's what caused him to have faith. And it wasn't, Paul told him to stand up on his feet. He still wasn't healed. It wasn't until he acted on what Paul said. That he received, and he leaped and walked. I want you to notice he didn't learn, he didn't have to learn how to walk. All of us had to learn how to walk. Right? When we were kids. He, 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 besides being healed, that's a, that's a miracle in itself. You know, many people that have had serious injuries have to learn to walk all over again. You know, so my mom tells me that I, that I started walking and talking when I was nine months old. And she said I hadn't shut up yet. <laughs> that's what she told me years ago. I want you to realize Paul, he, he understood that the man had faith. Why did the man have faith? Because he heard Paul speaking. Evidently, Paul had to be speaking about receiving healing because you receive, as you hear the word, you receive faith for whatever is being spoken. You know, I've been... I was born on a Sunday morning. I've been in church ever since. And I was at my dad. I, my, my, I was at my dad's church the next Sunday morning, and I went to the platform when I was 19 months old because my sister was born, and they didn't have no nurseries and stuff back in that day. And so I was, went to the platform, and 
I still believe my dad has eyes in the back of his head because he'd be preaching. And if I started moving around, he'd just keep preaching and do this. <laughs> I don't know how he knew I was moving around, but he did. <laughs> I heard him preach many sermons about healing. One particular church we were in, I was about, about 10, I'm at 9, 10, somewhere in there. He had preached the message and after he preached the message, he, he said, if you have any trouble walking, I want you to get down here and sit out on the altar. They have, that was when anybody ever been to a church that they had altar benches down front, you know. And so here they came. Some of the people had to be helped down there. Some of them, you know, got down there, but they was having trouble, but they got out on their own. On their own. One man, evidently, he had been burned or so, I think, and his legs were all drawn up, and he could just do this. And he got down there, just scooting with his feet. He couldn't even lift them up. And so, Dad went down, and you had, you had nine, ten people sitting here. He goes down, the first one, he says, Run in the name of Jesus. The person got up and started shuffling down the aisle, but when they came back around, they was running. And he did that, and he got to this man. You never seen a man take off scooting so fast in all your life. <laughs> but when he came back around the other side of the aisle, he was full stepping it. He went right down the line. Here he goes. He's an one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine people, and every one of them, when he said, run, they all jumped up and started running. He got this last lady. There she sat, found out later that she had arthritis. And I don't want you to <coughs> think I'm being sacrilegious or anything, but I'm just going to say exactly what she said. So he pointed at her and he said, run. And this is exactly what she did. My God, preacher, I can't even walk, much less run. <laughs> it's exactly what she did. Just screamed it out. And, he said, and my dad said to her, well, well, sister, listen, you saw all these other people, some of them worse condition than you. I noticed you got out here by yourself. Some of them had to be helped. And they all ran. They might have, but I can't and I won't. <laughs> so she left like she came. And she could have received healing if she would have believed and acted. Now, let's go. To Mark 5, Mark 5, 25. <clears throat> I hear pages turning. I see people getting it on their devices, so I'll wait a minute. <clears throat> All right. Now, a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had. It was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garments. For she said, 
If only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned him around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? But the, his disciples said to him, You see this multitude thronging you, and you, you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see her that had, that, that had done this. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened, came, fell down before him, and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Now I want you to notice something about this lady. She had gone to many physicians. Probably like people do today, they go from one university medical center to another university medical center trying to get a different, different diagnosis and it's all the same. And evidently she had had quite a bit of money or what would have been the use to say that she spent all she had if she only had $5 to spend. Come on now. So, and there she is. She wasn't getting any better, but getting worse. I don't know where she is, where she was. It just said when she heard about Jesus. I don't know how she heard or where she was. I just always sort of imagined that she was sitting in her house. And it was dark in that room. Although the sun shining outside because she didn't know when she breathed that breath, if it would be her last one or not. She didn't know with every beat of her heart if it would be the last or not. But it says she heard of Jesus. Well, she had to, she had to hear that he was healing or she would have never said, if I can touch his clothes, I'll be well. She somehow heard of, she probably heard what Peter, you know, Peter was preaching later on down in Cornelius' house. And he said, how, how God anointed Jesus, now the Holy Ghost and power went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. So she had to hear that Jesus was healing or she would have never said, if I can touch his clothes. Now, some people say, well, yeah, but God, but he was Jesus. Hey, he was anointed a man. He lived those first 33 or 33 and a half years as a individual human being just like we are. That's why Peter said he was anointed by God. He wasn't operating in his deity. He was operating as the son of man to prove that man could have a life with God. Now, here he is. And it says that when she came, now, I don't know where he was. And I don't know how she got there. I just imagine she walked because that's what most people did. And during that time, they either walked or rode a donkey or something. And I figure she just walked. But now she had a problem. When she got there, there was a crowd of people. Jesus was there somewhere. How do I know there's a crowd? Because the disciples said, what about this crowd thronging you? You know, if it's a throng, it's more than five or six. It's a bunch, right? But now her first problem is that she's living under the Mosaic covenant, the Mosaic law. 
And if you go read in Leviticus, it says that anybody that had a blood condition was not supposed to mix with the general population. In fact, they were not even supposed to get close to anybody. If anybody came close to them, they were to yell out, unclean, unclean, and get away. So now she's got the problem. Does she dare risk the anger of the rabbi for disobeying the law? And Jesus is in there somewhere in that crowd. But I can almost see her as she pushes her way through the crowd. You ever had to try to push your way through a crowd to get somewhere? And I, I have always sort of imagined that she, because one of the gospels says she touched the hem of his garment. If she touched the hem of his garment, the garments they wore, the hem and the garment they would wore that day would be down around his ankles. Maybe from her, anybody that has a blood condition gets weak very easily. They, if you just go, you, you don't have to, you study ninth grade science and you learn that. Maybe she fell down. Maybe she got knocked down by somebody in the crowd. But she reached out and touched his clothes. And then Jesus stopped. And he said, who touched me? And his disciples said, well, you see this bunch. What are you talking about? He said, power went out of me. But I want you to notice something. When he got down here in verse 34, he said, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. I thought he said power went out. The power did, was there, but it was her faith that activated that power. You see, the healing power of God is everywhere. It's, it's omnipresent. It's in your house. It's in your car. It's wherever you're at. It's there. All you have to do is believe it and activate it by believing, by your faith. Let's go to Luke 5 here. Luke 5, 17. I want you to get a hold of this. I want you to see how important faith is in receiving from God. Not only healing, but anything else that you need. Now it happened a cert- on a certain day, he was teaching that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had, ne- who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. And here, I want you to get this. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. That means all of them. Then behold, men brought a, on a bed a man who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in and lay before him or Jesus. And when they could not find how they might bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the housetop and let, him down, let his bed down through the tiling in the midst of Jesus. And here it is. When he saw their faith, 
He said, man, your sins be forgiven you. Now, he, he did it this way because he wanted to teach those Pharisees and those scribes a lesson. You can read it there in 21. And the Pharisees read, who is this that speaks? Who can do this? And Jesus perceived their thoughts and he answered them and said, why are you reasoning in your hearts? Which is either say, your sins be forgiven you, arise and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. Immediately rose up before them, took up what he had been lying on, and departed to his own house, glorifying God. Now, I want you to notice that they took him on the, on the housetop, and it wasn't, it wasn't a housetop like we got. They were made out of tiles. They used the top during that day, during that time, they used the housetops for they would sometimes would sleep up there in the, in the hot of the, of the summertime or their hot time, their hot period. They sometimes would eat on the housetop. In fact, Peter was on the housetop praying when he got the vision to go to Cornelius' household and preach. Now, somebody said, well, where did you learn that? Well, I took a course when I was in Bible college. I do have a bachelor's degree. And it, it was called the life and times of Jesus. And we, we, loved, we learned all of that stuff. That's where I learned that. But in talking to some of the people from that part of the world, and they, they say, yes, that is exactly the way the houses were built back in that day. So I want you to notice the power of the Lord was present to heal them, but only him got healed. And it says here, when he saw their faith. When he saw their faith. Are you getting the idea and beginning to understand that faith plays a major role in receiving your healing? Let's go, let's go to Mark 10, 46. Mark 10, 46. Okay, I don't hear any pages. Now they came to Jer as they, that. Now they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, a great multitude, and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, "Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me." Then the many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out. All the more, son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And then they called the blind man saying, be of good cheer, rise, he's calling you. I want you to notice here that they came into Jericho. They went out of Jericho. Now, out of that same study that I did, it was... They, when those rabbis and teachers would walk to going from town to town and wherever, they were more likely on their way to Jerusalem here. And people that were going would walk along and the teacher would teach as they walked. 
And when they come into a town, people would hook up with them and walk through the town to the outskirts of town. And then they would go back to their houses. And if some of them were going on the pilgrimage, they would go with them. It's, 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 it's here as they left Jericho that this man heard, he, he was blind, so he had to ask somebody. And he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth. And he began to cry out for him to have mercy on him. Why would he begin to cry out, have mercy on him, if he didn't realize that Jesus was healing? Now, it says that he cried out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And they told him to be quiet. Well, the reason they probably told him to be quiet is because it was interrupting and they couldn't hear what Jesus was saying in the teaching. If you'll study that, you'll find out that the first cry was just a normal shout out. Like I would shout out to Ben back there at the sound booth. But the second cry was the cry of a drowning man. He was screaming at the top of his voice. Real faith can't be shut up. And I want you to notice the same people that told him, be quieter now, tell him, come on, he wants you. Come on, go to him. <laughs> you know, I've been in this all my life. My dad was a pastor and then a minister. And I was with my father-in-law for six years as associate pastor. We get ready to do some kind of building project. And everybody's with us but a few people. And then, well, what are we doing that for? We don't need that. We don't have to deal with this. When you get to build and finish and you're going to have a dedication and they're out inviting all their friends, oh, come and see what we did. We didn't do nothing but gripe. <laughs> see, that's these people that were griping and telling them to shut up. Now they're saying, hey, come on, come on. <laughs> but Jesus said, when he came to Jesus, Jesus said, what do you want? He says, I want to see. And Jesus said, go your way. Your faith has made you whole. Where is his faith? Crying out, not shutting up. Secondly, did you notice that it said that he left his garment? That's very important. Because also from that course that I took, many people wore an outer cloak that designated their station in life, who they were. That cloak that he had on, that outer garment that he left laying there, said, I'm an outcast. I'm no good to society. I am worthless. I am nothing. But when he went to Jesus, he left that coat. That's an act of faith. I won't need that any longer. No longer will I be a worthless outcast. And Jesus said to him, your faith has made you whole. Is that not right? Did you read it down there? Jesus said in verse 52, Jesus said to him, go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus. Now I want you to notice every one of these he, the healing power had to be involved. Only one case 
is it mentioned that the healing, well, two cases, it said the power. This case, it doesn't say anything about the power, but in, in, in uh, Mark 5 and Luke, and Luke 5, it says power, right? But even though it says power, it says the faith is what made them whole. Anybody see that? Here, it doesn't say anything about his power, but evidently the power has to be present. But it says faith. Every one of them, it was the faith that activated the power. Now, I'm going to step up here behind this keyboard for just a moment. It's got all kinds of plug-ins here. There's a power plug. Now, this, this keyboard... It's got all kinds of just little, here's a red light, a red light, red light, red light. Uh, here's a whole a little old screen, and it's got all kinds of stuff on it, and there's some green and red, and here's some more red lights and the green lights, you know. What's the at this thing? Look at here. Every one of these red lights and the green lights and this screen, everything is on. The power cord is here. But I, I got no sound. Oh, there is one button here. If it's not activated, even though the power is here, nothing is happening. That's the same way it is when, with you're receiving your healing. The power is here. But if you're going to receive your healing, you're going to have to be activated with the switch of faith. It is, even though that had power, there was no sound until I activated it. Any of you take chemistry in high school or college? You can mix some stuff together and nothing happens until you take another chemical that's called an activator and put it in there. Then something starts going on and you hope that you didn't mix the wrong chemicals because <laughs> you don't want to have an explosion. <laughs> you see, if you noticed, it was dark up there, but when I went up there, Somebody activated a switch back there. Even though the power was there, they activated a switch that caused illumination. The power of the Lord is here tonight, present right now, to heal you. If you are ready to activate that power and receive healing, I want you to stand to your feet right now. You're not, you're not coming to get prayed for. You're coming to activate the healing power. All right. 